Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. How are you guys doing? Welcome, welcome my friends and everyone who's listening. This is uh, Growth Amplifiers. This is essentially the segment where we go into our day-to-day challenges all the way to just high-level concepts that has always been sort of bugging us and just kind of things that you know, maybe kept your online business from growing or maybe kept you from becoming the go-to person for, uh, you know, whatever work it is that that you're wanting to do and meaningful cause that you're looking to advance. And so I think today I want to talk about a very specific scenario and story that uh, really changed the way I, I do things. And, and it, it was worth, um, and at the time I didn't realize it, of course, but now looking back, this perspective is worth more than hundreds of thousands of uh, really impactful income that uh, really, so, really created the foundation of uh, not only my business, but also something that can really elevate your personal life and so, and this actually all started out from a time in the middle of nowhere uh, in Hawaii, which is really, it's supposed to be, obviously it's a lovely island and, and a group of islands and it's just fantastic, but this particular day we had decided to go on a, a sunrise bike ride of all things. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but they basically go out in the middle of the night, and literally in the middle of the night. For me, I think at that time, it was like 1.30, we had to wake up, but it was 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, and we went on this bike ride. And I'll share with you why this life-changing bike ride impacted my work, my life, and the way that I do things, and I never would have imagined that this was what uh, actually... (laughs) build again that framework that uh, created some momentum and success and just really the ability for me to be so grateful for what we able to help in the work that I do and share with you what it did and some of the surprising ways that this experience changed uh, my life and uh, for the better. And so this will help you in deciding what exactly to watch and look out for right when you feel like what you're doing is not enough and you feel like you've been doing all of it, all of the things, right? All of the things that you hear and see that are supposed to make you move forward and yet somehow it's just not happening and it's not making sense. And so this is the episode to get into. I wanted to encourage you guys to click that follow, subscribe, add, save, collect button. Let's get started. Okay, you guys, so what is happening? Um, and I think one, one story that I wanted to just share with you right out of the gate was this time when I went on a, a trip to Hawaii, which of course is beautiful. And of course we did the beach and we did the, the, the waters and, and all of the beautiful things that Hawaii is known for. But one day, uh, we really decided because we've heard so many great things about this. We heard about the, 
bike ride down Mount, I think it's, gosh, I don't remember what mountain it was. I apologize, but I think it's Haleakala. I can't remember. But it was uh, supposed to be a bike ride down. And so what's really cool about this package that they were offering was that they will take you to drive up the hill and up the mountain in the middle of the night, and you would ride the the way down on a bike, right? You would ride um, and just kind of on your own bikes, and they rent it out, of course. And um, and supposedly you'd, you'd see this beautiful, just magical landscape and just things that is really a little bit different from Hawaii. And I think what's really cool is that they're offering... What's interesting was that I originally, when I heard about this, I was like, oh, no, no way, right? I don't, this is not, I don't want to wake up that early, and it just doesn't sound that relaxing. <laughs> so I, I resisted it at first, and it wasn't really something that I felt was my cup of tea. And, uh, but I decided against it. I thought, you know what, I've never done that before, and people have said that it's, it's really uh, once in a lifetime type of experience. And back then I didn't even, I wasn't even yet into the outdoors and I haven't really even gone mountaineering or biking or any of these things. So that was completely new to me, that concept. And what's interesting was that when I decided to say, yes, we'll do it, I immediately (laughs) regretted it because I was like, okay, again, there's no way that this could be a fun experience. But Fast track over to the day when that happens. Of course, the alarm clock was blaring and, and I felt like I've just been punched in the face because it was it felt so early. You know how it feels when you're woken up in the middle of the day and um, and it wasn't, you know, you haven't gotten too much sleep at all, right? That's kind of like the, the time period, that, that sort of 1.30 to 3 o'clock and even 4 time range when you should be deep asleep, but you aren't. And that was exactly how I felt. Like I was just disoriented. I just didn't know what's happening. And then it took me a couple of minutes to, to really actually sit up and go, oh, okay, we're going on this thing. So I packed, you know, a backpack, some water, some, some sunscreen, which I didn't know why I needed it because it was so early. <laughs> and then I, I went off, right? Went off and went into this white van. I remember very specifically, went in this white van with a handful of other very quiet Americans who who were also clearly very much asleep and half asleep at the very least. And the the poor tour guide was trying to kind of make a warm introduction, an icebreaker in the middle of the night. Of course, it's just not landing. He was telling all these jokes and we were just kind of uh, tuning it out because we were just so tired and we were just not awake at all. There was no coffee, nothing, right? So it was just all of us in our possibly worst hours. And But the tour guide went ahead and, and started talking anyway. We were in the car. We started driving. I can still feel, I can start to feel that the car was climbing uphill, right, and starting to kind of go up the mountain. I couldn't really see anything because it's still pitch black. There were no lights. And the tour guide really introduced himself. He asked us to introduce each of us, and he he started kind of going through the protocol and safety measures for our bike ride down. And what's interesting to me was that when he was talking about the safety measures, you know, just beyond, of course, the normal, you know, wear your helmet, make sure your feet are on the pedal and all of that. 
was one thing that he mentioned that I guess we all kind of knew intuitively, but probably wouldn't need to be hyper aware of unless you're actually biking downhill, uh, down a mountain in, you know, whatever, it's small, not so wide of a road with just drops, right? Cliffs and drops on both sides of the road. And so he said something, I can't remember specifically what he said, but he said something along the lines of whatever you look at, wherever your eye is, is looking at, right? Uh, wherever you set your eyes to, that's where your bike is going to go, right? So wherever you set your eyes to, to look and to see, that's where your bike is going to end up. So I thought initially I was like, okay, well, yeah, of course, that make, of course, that seems kind of obvious. But he then went on to say, if you look at the shore and you're on the road, where would you rather be? Would you rather fall hundreds of feet down into the great abyss um, and uh, down into the, the, the beach um, on your bike and what possibly can be a fatal death? Or would you rather have this really just straight perspective forward and around the winding road down and actually arrive safely down at the same beach, the same shore anyway, uh, but with your whole body intact, right? And when he asked that question, I I was kind of like, huh, okay, that's interesting. It's a very sort of basic idea, of course. We all know this. Wherever you're going to see, wherever you see is where your attention is. And of course, where attention is, is where your body's going to naturally gravitate towards. But I guess I just didn't remember at that time that that's the case, right? I'm sure if he hadn't said that, possibly and potentially the bike ride down, I may have been one of those people who ended up uh, in some kind of accident or another because I wasn't really, I didn't have my eye on the road. And, um, and I may have ended up falling, I don't know, hundreds of feet down into what, of course, is a beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful area and beautiful nature, but could also be deadly, right? So very, very interesting, I think, this concept because you hear this all the time as well, just top-performing coaches teaching top-performing students and athletes, telling them, keep your eye on the ball. And I think this is so true. I remember I was teaching my daughter to play tennis not so long ago, and it was true because I noticed that the times when she wasn't paying attention to the ball and she was so focused on look at looking at what I was doing or looking at what her friends in the court next to her are doing, she couldn't hit the ball. And it wasn't because of, of lack of intention. It was just lack of um, physical and straightforward focus, right? It wasn't even just mindset focus. It was just eyes and hands coordination. So very interesting, I thought, because the minute I had set that in my mind, I was like, okay, I don't want to die. <laughs> you know, this is, we're in Hawaii. I don't want to end up in some hospital. And so the bike ride down, I was all, I was focused on, making sure that if I take a glance to, you know, the shore to the, on the side of us or whatever beautiful view and sunrise 
that was just absolutely stunning that I didn't look straight to it, right? And I didn't look just at it for even more than like, you know, several seconds at a time, right? But always having the understanding that we're eventually going to end up there, right? That's the final destination is at the bottom of the hill, at the shore, by the beach, safe and sound, watching the sunrise. And on the way down, um, you know, the, the goal and the focus and my job is to stay alive and to look at just because the, the roads were very winding, right? They're winding down and it's, uh, it's a pretty steep uh, decline the whole time. So you kind of go downhill the whole time and really the exercise wasn't so much in pedaling. The exercise was so much in controlling your handlebars and controlling where your bike was going while other car, like there's a couple of cars who whiz by us, right? So that's part of the danger was, so it was interesting to me when I was starting to do that, I was, um, A, I, I knew that I couldn't always stare at, you know, the beautiful sunrise for more than a couple minutes at a time, but I knew that that was for my own good. Right. And I knew that that was a cost that I was willing to pay because I'll still probably see it. I'll still see the beautiful view um, when I'm down at the bottom. And it was so interesting because the way down, uh, it took the whole ride took about a few hours, I think two to three hours total. There's one stop at like some kind of tea house or breakfast place where we had pancakes and it was just gorgeous and lovely and so much fun. And the way down, we saw, you know, we saw things that were a little bit closer in eyesight, right? Like eyesight. We saw just beautiful farms and um, some some cows just waking up to the sunrise and and they're just grazing and they're just hanging out, having fun. Um, You know, we saw a bunch of stuff that it might not be the actual sunrise, right? The directly the shore and the ocean, but, uh, but we knew that if we had stared directly at that kind of far, uh, I guess the far, the far horizon, it would have been to our peril. So I thought it was so interesting that we, A, arrived safely, B, still had a good time on the way down, enjoying other things that were more presently in front of us. You know, some, uh, some, I can't remember the name of these trees, but just gorgeous, big, beautiful trees. Um, you know, people are waving on the side. They're just waking up with their coffee. So we got, we felt like people were supporting and cheering us. Like we were in some kind of tour de France, which we absolutely weren't. We were amateurs with amateur bikes. And, uh, and the whole experience was just magical. It was fantastic. But more importantly, we arrived there safely. We still achieved, you know, number two, we still achieved what we wanted to achieve, right? And three, we discovered really interesting things along the way and um, something that wasn't in the main brochure when we set off, right? It wasn't really, there's some little surprises that were just absolutely stunning. And I remember those more clearly than um, even just the kind of the highlight things that were maybe more popular, right? Like watching the sunrise. So I thought it was an interesting analogy for essentially the type of work that we do, how we're doing it, and the goals that we strive to reach. Because I think in a lot of ways, when we have this big, beautiful goal 
that, that we're so passionate about, you know, it gets a little bit difficult to enjoy what's in front of us in the present, right? And what's interesting is that those who actually look all the way to this destination, all the way to the main goal, often take some really, really grave steps, right? And in the analogy of the, of the bike ride down, you can, it can be a fatal fall. And I think it's true in the work that we do and the life that we're wanting to create that if we're so, so focused on this long-term goal, maybe not even that long-term, maybe like end-of-the-year goal, whatever it is, that the days, right, the day in the life, the week in the life, or even the month in the life can easily become, A, just absolutely miserable. You can B, miss a lot of things and a lot of things that actually are very meaningful and very, very fulfilling. And number three, you know, C, you can also, again, um, if you focus too, too far in the far future, uh, it can be actually quite dangerous. And I think when we look at, you know, businesses that whose focus is and, you know, entrepreneurs or even just career professionals, right, in their space or in their industry who are so ambitious and they're forgetting just the craftsmanship and the, the beautiful reason why we have to set the right foundations. We have to let it sit, right, let it dry out, let it kind of solidify. And that process is time. And that process is a natural process. And if you fight that process, you can do it, but the foundations might not be so so strong, right? And it might take you even more work to remedy and fix the damage that's happened because we're trying to get there too fast, too soon, too big, or too whatever, right? Fill in the adjective there. So I thought it was so interesting that after that bike ride, of course, we, I, I remember we sat down and we, you know, I think I, I had some mimosa, which was very refreshing. And I kind of looked back at that, um, you know, we were halfway, we were halfway down, I think, uh, when we had that, uh, we made that stop and um, at, the, at the breakfast stop. And I went, you know what? Uh, I know people say that everything is in the journey, you know, it's not the destination, but I think what people are forgetting is that you actually get more from the journey than you do the destination. And um, more importantly, because when I was focusing on immediately what's around that bend, what's around that corner, how I turn the corner, I, you know, I can feel everything. I can feel the wind. It was a little chilly. I, I can hear the crickets at that time when it was so cold and so early in the morning. I can feel, um, you know, I can feel another turn coming. I know when a car was cu- creeping up behind me and I could hear it even from a distance because I was very focused at, at that time. And obviously with fault, there were moments that I was kind of faltering and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. But the minute I then shifted back to that mode, to that um, really, that system almost, right, which is really cool, I, I got a lot out of that experience. And that really, those granular micro experience was what I remembered. Not the, you know, the blanket sunset um, and sunrise in this case, 
not that, you know, just the cool, the sexy, glorious, you know, bang finish that everyone's always looking for. Yes, of course, that's good if we get it too. But what's really interesting is, again, it's the cows that I saw that I thought, huh, that's weird. That guy has a little bit more spots than the other. And that baby cow seemed to want to run away, you know, and, and the breakfast, um, you know, the breakfast place, uh, I, th- I thought that was just beautiful because the owner told us a story about how they created that concept. And it was just a very an interesting entrepreneurial story too on that regard, right? And so these really small moments combined together cumulatively, right? Every 10 minutes or so, we see something beautiful. And cumulatively, it created a richer and much more beautiful experience just than just the actual, you know, what's been advertised, which is, hey, you know, check out the sunrise and you're going to go bike down the mountain, right? So it's very interesting, I thought, that as a, a parallel the type of work that we do, we always want that recognition, right? Everybody wants to, to finish with, oh, I want to get this. Or I want to get that. I want to be um, you know, recognized in this, right? There's always this pie in the sky, but we forget to eat the pie that's in front of us, the delicious melting pie that we can actually enjoy right then and there with ice cream, with the cup of tea or coffee or whatever. So delicious and mouth-watering. And um, it doesn't mean that the final goal will not be, you know, it will not be reached. It doesn't mean that we're not heading there anyway. But it does mean that if we don't get there, you at least will have ownership of the experience, of the process, of the people you meet that you serve that helped you along the way as well, even, right, Um, even if you don't get all the way to the finish. And I think that's something that I took to heart at that time. I was young when I took this trip. It was, I was in my twenties, you know, and it was, uh, I didn't know any better. You know, of course, theoretically you hear this all the time. Like people tell you journey, not the destination, blah, blah, blah. And every time people say that, I, I remember always just rolling my eyes back and I was like, what is that? Like, I, I couldn't care less about that. I want to get to the finish, but not true at all quite the opposite. And what a beautiful way to really just have that freedom from having to always chase freedom, (laughs) you know, always having to chase for what else, what's next, did I do this right, how come I didn't get that, right? So this feeling and constant cyclical motion of what you're doing is not enough or feeling like, you know, you're always behind, other people are always further ahead of you, it's all coming from this perspective and going back to my, uh, you know, just warrior tour guide who said, what you look at and what you see is where you're going, right? And I thought that that was interesting because, I mean, yes, you can power through and look at the destination and try to jump over that cliff at your risk, of course, right? But I would rather, much rather along the way, pick up these beautiful gems and just really sparkling experience, right? From the humblest of experiences all the way to the times when I remember downhill, I was kind of, my arms were getting tired because what you, what happened was that you start clutching your, your, um, your handlebars, even though you shouldn't, but you start clutching it because it was so steep. And in some places you go downhill 
it feels like you go downhill so fast that you have very little control. And so I was clutching my handlebar because I thought, I guess psychologically, okay, well, maybe this will make it better. But I was getting tired at, at some point and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to control my handlebar and I would lose control and a car would hit me or I, again, I would fall. And, but at the time, I remember we stopped along the way, right? We, um, we stopped along the way. We took a, a sip of water and we kind of looked around and just noticed this, um, I think it's tapioca plantation, if I remember correctly, we noticed this tapioca plantation, and um, we bought a couple of sweets from there. They had a few products, and, and just by the side of the road there. And, oh my goodness, it was just, you know, the minute I put all of their foods in my mouth, it's just like, it's like life coming back to my body, you know? It's just really amazing how how amazing the smallest things can absolutely change the direction of where you're going. And so I think it's very encouraging to me to remember and constantly reflect on this 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. bike ride that actually changed the game into, um, uh, changed my game at least when um, when I approach my work, when I approach uh, my personal life, the relationship, that uh, relationships that I'm trying to grow, and also now, obviously, my business, right? And um, and in a lot of ways, how I support other people, and in a lot of ways, how other people, you know, um, ask their questions, and how I can still be of service, and at the same time, make sure that I'm present, that I'm there, right? And what are we looking at? Where do we have our eyes uh, set to? Because I think this is so important. So think about thinking about that. And, and now applying it to our day-to-day. I know a bunch of people that I know, um, I know I do this too as well. Goal setting is a thing. Journaling is a thing. But I think, again, the, the challenge in that and the difficulty in that is that if you put down goals that are too big without actually honoring the, the smaller wins, the process can become easily very, very empty, Right, and I, I mentioned this multiple times on the podcast, and I'm going to say it again because I remember when I looked at things from that perspective, from just the perspective of, oh, I just want the big finish, right? And I just want this big goal, and I don't care about these little things. But when I, when I did that, it was just, it felt very surface level and it felt very uh, empty and not fulfilling at all. But the, t- the minute that I transitioned and changed it now to essentially, okay, you know what? Let's focus on these micro steps. What can we do about this? How can we make this the best possible thing? Suddenly it all just becomes this beautiful, beautiful process. I loved every minute of it and it almost didn't matter what the result was. But what's interesting is that usually the result is exactly what I was looking for and more. <laughs> because because we've focused now on those micro steps. So I want to encourage you guys to definitely do that when you have this um, seemingly impossible challenge or goal in front of you, something you're looking to achieve, a cause and a mission that you're trying to advance, something that you believe in, and it seems like no one is listening, maybe tweak it, right? And look at the, the journey and how you can still, in smaller amounts, can we do this here? Can we do this other thing today? 
what can we do next week, right? All the while, of course, keeping consistent notion and understanding of where you're heading, but not just looking at that, right? And looking at things that are presently in front of us. And so I want to encourage you in that. And I am sure that this is just the beginning of a beautiful perspective and way of life that will give you the freedom that you're looking for to do whatever meaningful things that you're looking to do uh, whenever you're looking to do it. So I encourage you to hit the follow, subscribe, add, download, and save button because we're going to be sharing tons more on this and other things. We're going to be sitting down with other people, conversations from multiple different industry leaders and people who are even just starting out and having certain failures, epic successes, and what are some lessons that we can learn from them and how can you improve upon their approaches? How can you adopt it and adapt it to make it work for what you're looking to do? So, so important. All right, so again, be sure to hit that follow, subscribe, add, collect, save, and download, and all the good things. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, share with us what you enjoy in the review section, especially if you're in Apple iTunes. We're always looking to hear your insights. And with that, I am so thankful that you're here with me. I'll see you next time, Growth Solvers. Take care.